everyone, my name is Caleb Walgren. You're listening to Season 3, Episode uh, 185 of Brody Sports Talk, as we are here to talk about the black and yellow. We're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and doing their season recap. I am joined by my co-host, who loves linemen. He loves seeing people be able to run the ball and get after the quarterback, and that's what the Steelers do. Uh, it is Derek Rusnick. Derek, how are you doing today? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Steel City. I am excited to talk about these Steelers. As we should be. I mean, the Steelers had a very intriguing year, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, occasional ties with the Lions, and just... Let's go ahead and, and jump right in with the the rising rookie that did so much for the team, helped them establish the run, and that is no one other than Najee Harris. What's there to say? This guy toted the rock 307 times for 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. No one else on the team even had 100 yards rushing. This was a true one-back system. And it was kind of crazy to even think about it that way. I do know that, in general, it's not that there was many rushing touchdowns to go around. Big Ben got one. Juju technically got one. And Eric Ebron got one. But it was kind of a, we're running with Najee, or we're just not going to (laughs) run. Because... Even when they put Benny Snell in there, it just was not effective. It was the Najee Harris show inside and out. And it was pretty dang impressive for a rookie to just come in and be like, yeah, I can do this this year already. Uh, I just hope for us as fans we're able to see this be a a long-term development and not a workload concern. Uh, Where do you kind of land on that? Do you think that we should be concerned about the number of touches he had? Yeah, no, I think we we definitely need to to be worried about that. Um, I mean, in today's NFL, the running back position is kind of by committee and by plug-and-play kind of stuff. Najee Harris is a true stealer kind of player. He's the kind of guy that you want on your team. Uh, I mean, putting up 1,200 yards on 307 attempts um, where you're just at that four-yard mark, the, the 3.9, um, it, 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 you're just running the ball. You're just smacking, and, and you're only going to be around for maybe four seasons, five seasons, if you keep that kind of production up. Um, my hope is that with changes to the Steelers, we are seeing um, changes to how they're going to to play offense, and hopefully that comes with Najee Harris, you know, getting those touches, but at the same time not taking all of that uh, that wear and tear on his body. Well, let's go ahead and let's switch it up a little bit. Derek, I'll let you take the lead on this one. But uh, when we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they always draft and develop. They keep that roster fairly young and, you know, rejuvenized. 
So there's typically a lot of depth. Where where did you want to talk about the roster depth of the Steelers? Yeah, so at the end of the year, uh, Ben Roethlisberger stepped away from the Steelers. And in his place, someone is going to have to uh, to take over. So on the roster last year, they had Mason Rudolph, which he's been around for two or three seasons now, coming out of Oklahoma State. Of course, I have to put my my cowboy any cowboy players that I can um, out there onto the podcast. But they had to find um, their backup quarterback or the heir apparent to the to to Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger been around, I believe, seventeen seasons, uh, and yeah, you when you have that type of uh, of really great play um, and constantly having, you don't have to worry about the quarterback position. That's an important position in any football team. And so behind Ben Roethlisberger was Mason Rudolph. Uh, Dwayne Haskins uh, came out of the other Oklahoma, uh, the other OSU, Ohio State. And so now we see in this offseason they've signed Mitchell Trubisky, and and he's penciled in as a uh, as part of the. QB competition. So what I'm hoping for is because we saw a little bit of of Mason Rudolph last year. He played in two games, uh, went 35 for 58 um, for 277 yards, had one touchdown, one interception. We all know what happened with uh, Miles Garrett a couple of years back. Um, so there's a a Browns Steelers um, rivalry every year where. Uh, Miles Garrett smacked Mason Rudolph in his uh, in his head with his own helmet. So, you know, that always harkens back to those rivalry games. But what I'm hoping for is we see the development of one of those two guys where they are, are playing the style that the, the Steelers need. And now that Ben Roethlisberger has walked away, we see one of those two guys step up, or maybe Mitchell Trubisky this offseason. But, uh, you know, my rooting is always for Mason Rudolph because he's been there a couple of years. What about you, Caleb? I think it'll be interesting. I think that it would be almost an upset to me if Mason Rudolph pulled ahead and uh, led this team of Steelers out onto the field. Uh not that he has a nose so bright to lead or anything like that. But, Come on. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> insert Rudolph joke. Um, but I think that my guess is Trubisky will likely be the starter. He was the highest drafted after, out of all three of them. Granted, that doesn't always mean that you're the best. But I think that it's going to be a reach... And but I think it is an open competition, so I wouldn't be surprised if any of them won out. Uh, last point. but not least, let's go ahead and fill up the sacks with a team that filled up with a lot of sacks this past year. As we we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they had 55 total sacks as a defense this past year, and of course, they were led by the defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, with 22 and a half sacks. He had another 39 quarterback hits. The other players that you would frequently see in the backfield, Cameron Hayward had 10 sacks and 17 quarterback hits. Chris Wormley, 7 sacks, 10 quarterback hits. 
and Alex Highsmith also was doing his job getting six sacks himself. So it's not simply T.J. Watt, but a lot of it is simply T.J. Watt is able to go out there and get the job done. Derek, I know we've talked about T.J. Watt before. We've talked about awards. We've talked about Cameron Hayward. He usually comes up in the Brody 100. Anything you really want to add about this team and their ability to just go after the quarterback? I'll tell you what, the, the defense has probably won them enough games this uh, this last year that they uh, they deserve a little bit of a shout-out. T.J. Watt is, is a great player, and I'm, I'm very, um, you know, of course he's going to get the, the spotlight. But um, with Wormley and Hayward and Highsmith, those, those guys are still putting up some significant numbers. Um, and so I, I think, I mean, but if you put those three guys together, they have a half sack more than T.J. Watt himself. So, you know, this defense is, is great, and you have to have it in that de- in, in that uh, AFC North that they're, that they're in. So I will give it to, to that. That is a, I mean, let's see, how many sacks were those? 55 sacks altogether. Uh, just a great stat for the, for the Steelers. And that's really all we have to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hope that you enjoy this little small taste of us enjoying some Heinz Field as the Steelers, they, they were great. They made the playoffs, challenging AFC this past year. And we're done. So definitely leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to make sure you don't miss a single episode of what we do. And on behalf of Derek, I'm Caleb. We are signing out. Later, Brodies. Bye, guys.